Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first China U.S. Women's Foundation Junior Board Podcast. I'm very excited. This is our first podcast episode, so this will be really fun. Topic will be the future of work reimagined. A topic that Veronica was very interested in. So, before I get too far into it, I'm gonna let Veronica start and do the topic a bit more. And you have the floor. Thank you, Marisa. So, as our first episode of the podcast, we really want to discuss the topic of the future of work style. As many people in the West and in every parts of the world, that there is a trend of metaverse combine everything right now. And large companies such as Facebook and Google, they are actively developing and searching for new technologies to support people and to transform our world into. A meta version of everything, and we are really interested in how that may reshapes the workspace for us, and especially for the next generation of workers. What's the definition of work, and what does workspace means for everyone? And we are very excited as Gen Z and as young women leaders to think about everything that happens behind the big picture, and we want to discuss what our feelings about this transition and what that might mean for us in the next decade. So、um, I can start with sharing some of my thoughts on. Reviewing the materials and reading and looking at a lot of the videos online about work in the metaverse, I think what really intrigues me is that I, I'm a little bit over the work part because I know we are very familiar with online working and we are very familiar with, as our foundation, the junior board, always like do virtual meeting. So that's not something that is like really new, but for me. What's really interesting is socializing in metaverse with your coworkers, and I read in the article that a lot of companies are designing like a club in the metaverse for people to chill and to socialize with each other. So I'm really interested about how you're gonna put on a VR glass and just like socialize with others in virtual reality because I feel like physically you're still in your house or in other places, but. You are spiritually connected with others, so I I don't know how that would affect people's mental health because I know when people are drowning in the virtual space, sometimes they feel drained out. Their energy is like really low because they are always working with people online, not in reality. So I have a little bit concern over people just socializing online. Because we know that social media has already had a lot of bad effects on people, especially young people. So, I'm a little bit concerned about how VR is gonna reshape the like socializing part of of our work style. But generally, I really think that as a environmentalist, I think it's a really good option for people to choose like to work in a very environmental friendly way because we now don't need to. Drive our car to the workspace and to drive back. It's such a very large carbon emission, and I think that maybe metaverse can provide us with a new perspective on how we can reduce carbon emission of our workspace and operation. Thanks, Veronica. I think it's really cool and it's very interesting concept that you because it gives a lot of flexibility.、Um, and I think that's kind of when I talk to friends now and sort of the workforce. Having that hybrid style and having the ability to maybe just go in three times a week—that is great because it just makes it easier in terms of 
commuting or it makes it a little more flexible in terms of where you live. So maybe you can live farther out from your office space. So it makes it a little more doable if you have the hybrid style. But like Veronica was saying, I think the sort of the socializing aspect. Um, I know one of the videos we had watched, I think it was specifically from Facebook themselves, and they really emphasized the idea of having those spontaneous interactions that you have in the physical space. So when you're you just go knock on someone's door. If you're going to grab lunch, you will run into somebody and sort of spark those conversations. I'm very curious how that will actually translate into the metaverse. And is there some way to sort of integrate both the physical and the metaverse? I'm not really sure how that would work, but I'm just sort of curious in how you have those really organic interactions, which I think in being virtual and working my first job from my bedroom, that was something I really missed was just being able to walk down the hall and be able to talk to somebody if I had a question, just go walk over to somebody. So I'm really curious how you can integrate that into the metaverse and maintain those really natural interactions. And again, sort of the socializing aspect, sometimes it's very easy to, they're interacting on the internet can sort of like lower barriers, I suppose, um, in terms of how you're interacting with each other. Maybe you might say something that you wouldn't necessarily say in person, but you might type it in a comment. Of course, it'll be a little bit different because you'll be walking around, but I think that also is something to think about and how you sort of navigate social norms in the metaverse and how physical ones are translate into a digital space. Those are all my thoughts. Yeah, so I think I have kind of a, a pretty negative outlook on the metaverse i'm a bit anti-metaverse if i'm being honest so something that the article brought up the harvard business review article brought up in a positive way which was talking about how you can't keep people engaged on like a 2d video call and so having a more immersive exciting experience in the metaverse could make people more engaged but to me i, I really see that as a negative thing in the sense that I think it could be a really good ploy for big companies to just keep people at work in the metaverse if it's a place that is, you know, entertaining. But the the guise of, of oh, you know, this fun work event in the metaverse, you know, all of these new things that you can do in the metaverse, in reality, they're, they're just kept in that work metaverse space for longer than they would be physically at a workplace, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I'm I'm quite nervous to see how these companies do adopt different technologies to really like up the uh, output of workers if they use like the metaverse technology, these VR technologies and something else I was thinking about is like how could it be really equitable and fair because ultimately like this is going to cost money. And if the burden would be put on workers at any point, like then you will have a real disparity in, you know, people who are able to set up a complete VR room with like cords that strap them to the ceiling so they can walk about their room versus other people who maybe don't have a lot of space in their house or their flat and wouldn't really be able to do the same things as their co-workers. So those were my thoughts really kind of negative. <laughs> I can start with the one positive thing that I was thinking about because I also had probably an immediate negative reaction. But the one thing I th was thinking a lot about was that 
the increase in online innovation has definitely allowed a lot of women to take more flexible work schedules because especially mothers particularly who might need odd times off and aren't able to come into the office. Now they can more often hold a job if they're able to do hybrid. So that was one thing I was thinking about. But then one thing that did upset me was when you open the advertisement for Meta that Facebook put out, one of the first things that you see is a male avatar kind of looking at like a pretty female avatar. And that's their example of like why this is a good thing. And I feel like to me that made me think about the dangers of kind of this turning into like a fantasy land for employers or employees and how like it's another way to kind of remove like empathy and humanization from women in the workplace. And I worry about like men kind of only seeing their female coworkers as these like avatars, which are all of course pretty and makeup and whatever. That kind of upset me. And also the other issue with this is you lose a lot of nuance of facial expression and other things that are we're used to with face-to-face contact, even on Zoom. I think facial expression can be really important and valuable. And then, the, yeah, the last thing I want to say, Marisa, brought up a little bit was about online harassment. I think when you're not talking to people directly, there's such a higher risk of saying things that you might not be able to say to someone's face. And I think women can be particularly susceptible to this. And I would definitely worry about that. I think a lot of the points I was thinking of feel negative when I think about them overall, but I definitely have a more just sort of uncertain view of, of the metaverse and how it works. To start off, I think I'll echo off a little bit about what Macy was saying about how we can alter appearance, which isn't necessarily what she was saying, but the idea of like an avatar, like how do you choose what you look like in the meta- metaverse, I think is a really interesting concept. And I think that here again, There are bad things because there's already a lot of pressure, I think, on how you look, especially in terms of work. And there's so many like societal expectations of what it means to look like someone who is at work or what is appropriate to be at work. And I just think that the metaverse could definitely aggravate that in terms of letting us just choose what's most appropriate and you can kind of just alter yourself in any way. But at the same time, there is some freedom to that. I think in the idea of you can choose however you look and that can be a good thing too, like in the exact same way that it can be a bad thing. We're not limited by the way that we look, you know, I think the idea of like, could we all portray ourselves as any gender we wanted or as gender neutral? And could that alleviate some of the barriers that are up for women in the workplace or people who aren't, you know, straight cis men who look a certain way, like what doors could that possibly open if we're able to disguise ourselves in a way in the metaverse? Um, But definitely something that I don't feel one way or another about on yet. I think that there would be a lot of of controversial situations that could arise. I'm undecided on that. Another thing that I was thinking about that I just wanted to throw in was accessibility. And Ella was kind of talking about this in terms of, you know, who can truly set themselves up in the metaverse. But I was also thinking about forms of work that can't be performed in the metaverse and what happens when we draw further distinctions between different types of work. There's so much prejudice towards certain types of work that are often, I would say, probably the kinds of work that can't be done in the metaverse. And so if we further draw distinctions between different forms of work and who can do what work, who has access to certain types of work, or even who wants to do certain types of work. Because again, I mean, as we're saying, even as people who might do the kind of work that could be done in the metaverse, having concerns, 
there are a lot of people who don't want to do the kind of work that can only be done in the metaverse. And so what do we do with that divide? Is there going to be a clear line? How much can we integrate things together? And how do we prevent further divides happening between different forms of work and classes and everything that goes with that? I thought Hannah brought up such an interesting point was um, about like potentially disguising yourself in the metaverse, especially if you are a person who is used to facing a lot of workplace prejudice, kind of removing that by turning into a different avatar. And I feel like this could be something that could be more comfortable for the person in question, but it's hard because I think it would also halt a lot of workplace progress in terms of people becoming more comfortable being themselves in the workplace if we're kind of just like putting on disguises to make others more comfortable. I think that a lot of the straight cis men on the other side would get a little too familiar with kind of not having to interact with anyone that they don't want to socially and kind of only seeing avatars that appeal to them. And that goes back to like how they show like the sexy female avatar and the man is like, hey there. And I feel like I do worry that we'd be like taking a step backward in terms of integrating the workplace into somewhere that everyone feels comfortable, which is obviously such an ambitious goal. But I think the metaverse would kind of halt any progress that we'd be making in that direction. I think one thing that I'm sort of thinking about now after hearing what you guys have been saying is like, there's probably a lot of stuff that could have really good impacts and like be a positive thing, but that if it is used by someone with malicious intent, then it could go totally in the other direction. And that's the real worry when it comes to who is going to be regulating this, who is going to be pushing for this. Like if these companies have malintent, Mark Zuckerberg, I would like to think he has good intentions, but he didn't even start from a place of good intentions. So it could all just be corporate greed, another place that they can put ads and collect data. And it really could just be hell on a virtual earth. And so it's really important that we are having discussions like this and that people are being involved in, you know, not just sort of like a discussion like us, but a really like a a discussion on the higher level in terms of organizing the data, collecting the data, whatever, building the platform. Like there need to be people who are championing the minorities, the underrepresented people and the people who really will be vulnerable in that kind of space. Like as long as those people are being included in the conversation, hopefully the world will be built and it won't be a bad thing and good can come from it. But it is worrying because ultimately like ratio, right, of women in the workplace, women who are in those types of rooms and can can participate in those conversations, there aren't really enough for it to be fair. Yeah, I really agree with Alice's point. I think um, every new industry needs regulation. But that comes really slowly sometimes. Um, I know in the US, like every law needs certain amount of years to pass, like for it to be really implemented in the real life. So I'm concerned about the privacy issues because we have already seen that in social media and that's just people use for fun. But if it comes to workspace, how do we guarantee that our meetings are classified in a way like also um what if somebody just register account and enter this workspace and how are we going to have meetings with other companies with our clients if they don't transition into metaverse 
So how do we guarantee that process to be smooth and efficient is really, really important because I feel like it's still a privilege in the next five years for company to even think about transitioning into metaverse. Like my local pizza restaurant, they will never be entered into this market because it needs technology and it needs innovation and needs like another company to build this platform for them. So, but how can they benefit from metaverse and what are their challenges if they want to deal with some other stakeholders that might already transition into metaverse? And I don't know, just, just like a very, it's a very, like, it has a bar to enter like this new um, workspace already the challenges have been created for minority people and for disadvantaged people, they don't have the access to such technology, like in in the soon future. Sort of echoing off of what both Veronica and Alice said, I think it was the Harvard Business Review article that we had read. They were sort of comparing metaverse to how it's so young and new and similar to how the internet was first being created and how there's so many questions. And I think that the internet has obviously opened a lot of possibilities, created a lot of new opportunities that didn't exist in terms of like the workplace and just jobs, social media, that a social media manager never would have existed without the internet. Um, And sort of how the internet was made in that universal way. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how you can also make sure the metaverse is accessible to everyone. And barring this accessibility issues of just being able to get the technology, which Ella had mentioned initially, um, that was also something I had sort of thought about as being concerned as well. Um, it's just how do you a make sure people can have access to all of like the VR gear or like the like these cool gloves they're talking about now? How do you make sure that people can actually get those pieces of technology when maybe they don't have the best Wi-Fi at home or maybe they also just don't have the means to get Wi-Fi? Or then adding to that, making sure you can even just access the metaverse period wherever you are. Um, and however that's going to look. Then sort of adding on to the point that I think everyone's already mentioned, how do you prevent sort of people ending up in, I don't even know the right word, how do you actually make sure somebody doesn't end up in the wrong like virtual conference room? We don't need more of what they call Zoom bombs. Like we don't need more of that in the metaverse. So sort of figuring out ways to avoid that, but then also making sure you can get onto the metaverse and somehow like knock on a virtual door and enter some other company's office space and then you can come back to your own and how that would all sort of work out. But sort of figuring out how everyone's going to be able to just interact across companies and make sure companies can also, like you could be in the same meta space, but and go across different corporations or whatnot. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with so much of what everyone else has said. And actually something Veronica said was really making me think, and I don't even know if this is what you meant when you said it, but like talking about like the local pizza place, it's like, what can they do with the metaverse, but almost in an exciting way too. And I think it's just, I feel this kind of just mix or I'm almost torn between excitement and fear because there's so much to be excited about, but there is so much to fear. And how do we get our foot in the door and make sure that the right people are going to be a part of putting together this new world of the metaverse and to make sure it's a world that works for all of us, because like Marissa is saying, like there's so much really great connection that can happen too. And that's definitely something that I think is a big benefit is that you can so easily get together with someone in another city, in another country, on the other side of the world. And building those connections, I think, is something that is really important and is a big part of where the world is going. And as the junior board of the China US Women's Foundation, like that's a big part of our mission. Like bringing together women from all parts of the world. And that's part of it that excites me. But at the same time, there is that fear of how do we regulate that? How do we make sure it always works? Because, you know, 
technology will always be faulty. There always will be some sort of error, whether that's a glitch, something goes really wrong, it messes something up, or it's just like a misunderstanding or something weird. Like there's just so many ways it could also go wrong. And in addition to that, I think people have kind of touched on this, but like that surveillance of data, but also in the workplace, you know, I know it's kind of a, a buzz topic too. Of how do we how do we let our employer keep tabs on us all the time like that, while still allowing people to take the breaks they need or do whatever they need to to be productive at work? Because you know, some people, well, everyone should be able to take breaks, but people have different work styles, and a constant surveillance environment isn't beneficial to that if we feel like we have to be working all the time, all the time, because someone could always be looking at your screen. And might always know if you step away for one second or if you even think about doing something else, right? Like at what point do we need to say, well, we need something to not be plugged in because someone's collecting that data and we don't know who can see that data and what they're going to do with it. I was just going to say, I also feel like the issue of cybersecurity relates a lot to, I mean, our foundation in U.S.-China relations right now because China definitely has the upper hand on us in terms of cybersecurity and they've been working a lot harder to make sure that like especially internationally like their internet is secure and i think if we do transition to something like metaverse where that becomes much of a bigger issue i think we're also going to have to deal with like the international like implications of that in terms of who has access to our metaverse and if that's going to be something that we want to engage overseas with or not so i think that will be interesting to see but I was just going to say, there's a little bit more to Hannah's point. Again, one of the articles sort of talked about how the metaverse can be helpful and that you can log off and say that, oh, I'm at lunch so that you don't have to feel, I think they said tethered to your phone, um, which I found, found sort of funny because I already feel like I am, whether it be when I was working completely remotely and then being in the physical space, I, I don't think that the metaverse is going to help that feeling. It, I don't think it'll make it me less likely to have to take my phone with me everywhere. Um, if anything, it might just exacerbate it, but we'll see. Maybe it will actually help. My hopes aren't super high, but maybe. Actually, going back to it, I don't know who made this point earlier. It does make having access to metaverse, I think it's just gonna make it really hard to leave the office if the office is a few feet away from you. And I think that's something that a lot of people have struggled with throughout those past two years. And again, I don't know, if, I think one of those articles might have said that it was easier to log off because again, you can just like set your avatar and say, I'm gone for the day. But being able to constantly log on, I don't think that's going to make it any easier because I'm terrible about not checking my emails despite being outside of work hours. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I just want to quickly add one point that uh, I always find like the tech giants in the Silicon Valley, they're always trying to escape to another reality, like the SpaceX, like uh, Elon Musk. He's always like, about like going to Mars, like we're gonna like immigrate to Mars. And like Facebook, Zuckerberg is like, we are going to ab abandon our reality and we're gonna to leave in the metaverse. And I think it's really interesting to observe it in the like a uh, cross-cultural way that um, people in China do things in a different different logic, not necessarily bad work, good, but it's just like an interesting contradiction that the most brilliant and powerful minds of the world are always thinking about building another reality. 
beyond our current reality, but I feel like because they are so, so privileged and sometimes they ignore that the new reality have more burdens on people and they will create ethical and practical problems and challenges for lower classes people to even just to live and to work. And I think on top of the everything that the meta like they promote and they are trying to develop, I think they should also maybe develop more like sociological and ethical ways of finding people like how they can empowering people and support people in the metaverse in terms of working and socializing because um, there will be problems. There are already many problems with Instagram and Facebook, the products that they launched like a decade ago. And if we think about the time as now, like in terms of metaverse, we are in the building period of the Instagram, the Facebook. Uh, these might be the next generation's Instagram and Facebook. So I think if we can sense a lot of problems, the probably the anxiety brought by Instagram and a lot of like fake news brought by Facebook, we can maybe learn better from our mistakes and try to build metaverse like better from the beginning because I feel like a lot of issues cannot be fixed once it's already there. Mic drop. I feel like that was the end. That's a beautiful ending. That was so anyone wants to say anything else, but that was such a good excellent. You wrap the present up, did a bow. Thank you for listening to the first China-US Women's Foundation Junior Board podcast. Keep an eye out on our social media for the release of the next episode. Until next time.